Hello and welcome to the Bargain Bin Movie Podcast, where this show's intro just isn't as good as the last one. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Gabe Rodriguez. And this week we're talking about Luke Cage, the latest Netflix show from Marvel Studios. And uh, I tried to get a co-host, but, uh, you know, some other people have lives. Uh, Speaking of lives, I'm sorry that uh, last week there was no episode. Uh, I saw that some people still went back and watched or listened to some old episodes, so I appreciate that. But um, I I just had a really bad couple of days leading up to when I normally record and I just I, I just couldn't uh, bring myself to record an episode so uh yeah that happened sorry about that um but this week we're gonna talk about a show that I I watched in the first about two weeks uh these shows like thank god Netflix only makes uh like you know what is it 12 13 episodes uh it's 12 episodes this season and you know instead of like the flash who has like 24 episodes all these cw shows that i know about uh have like 24 episodes and it's ridiculous that's why i'm never gonna catch up to uh, on supernatural i got through the first two seasons it's like 48 episodes and then they put out another season oh look season 11 is finished and season 12 is starting i'm like oh no (laughs) i'm never gonna finish so Netflix, you know, they're they're a little bit nicer and uh they uh they put out fewer episodes at a time. Still they could put out probably less episodes, fewer episodes. Um some people have put forward 8 episodes. I'd say normally there's an episode toward the middle of each uh, like okay, so Daredevil season 1, I can't remember there being a down episode, but I'm pretty sure there was one. Season 2 there definitely was. Uh, right in the middle, probably episode five or, or maybe even seven. One of those, it was just like completely skippable. There was, oh, there's some Punisher stuff that happens and nothing else happens. It's like, hey, if you get a still image of Punisher in the <clears throat> in the hospital, you've got the whole episode. This, uh, this show was also like that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, there's an episode that I will get to that was completely... I didn't even take any notes, and I don't remember what happened, and I and I don't think that I actually needed to remember because uh, I never had any questions later on. Okay, so Luke Cage. This is the first time that I've uh, that I've encountered Luke Cage because I skipped Jessica Jones. Like I was busy at that time, and then I heard it wasn't fantastic, and then so I didn't watch it. I try to watch stuff as soon as it comes out so that I don't, I'm not hearing a whole bunch of reviews before I actually watch it because like these shows are still a big time commitment and uh, I guess I want to go in blind which is kind of dumb but I wanted to watch it before I was before I could give myself a bunch of excuses like oh it's not that good you know I, I wanted to see for myself so I'm not gonna I I don't know if I should bury the lead. Is is this is this show as good as Daredevil season one or two? No. Um, is it as good as the Jessica Jones episodes that I've seen? Yes. Uh, episode one and two of Jessica Jones, pretty much on par with 
uh, Luke Cage. And Cage, uh, it's got its ups and downs. So uh, let's just let's just get right into it. First, I you know I was thinking about doing this differently, where uh, you know go through different storylines or characters, um, but I think that's going to be a little bit difficult. I'm going to run out of stuff to say real quick. But um, before I forget, Mariah, who is one of the villains in this uh, in the show, she's played by an actress who is also in uh, Captain America: Civil War, which. Uh, I think is interesting because this is the first time uh, that I've noticed anyway of any sort of canon discrepancies because of the whole shared universe thing and the uh, inclusion of all of the TV shows within the same universe. Eventually, you would think that there'd be some trip-ups, you know, and Star Wars somehow hasn't, you know, after like two years of new canon, they haven't run into anything yet, but uh, Luke Cage has caused a teeny little little bump in the road for canon. So she's she plays Mariah in Luke Cage, and then um, a lady, I think her name is Miriam in uh, Civil War, and she's the lady that goes up to Tony Stark after the big presentation where he he goes to like MIT or whatever and says. All of your all of your projects have just been approved and funded, and no tax, no no strings, just go change the world, something like that. And afterwards, she meets him backstage and is like, "You killed my son, and it's your fault. And here's his picture, and you have to deal with that now." <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she plays so she plays two different characters in the Marvel universe, and. So that's weird and whatever. I don't know where was I going with that. It's 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 just a it's just a weird discrepancy that I that I found and I hope they don't make too many more of those. But it's uh it's gonna it's a slippery slope when you've got you know three four oh geez Luke Cage Daredevil uh, Jessica Jones the Defenders did I miss the Defender? Uh yes I did Iron Fist and the one that nobody watches anymore on ABC, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So that's six six shows plus all of the Avengers and their fran- franchises. So there's bound to be some weirdness that happens. But yeah, that's their first trip up. So keep them on their toes, guys. Keep them, keep them honest. All right, so first episode of Luke Cage is uh, just a bunch of setup. The You know, he's got two jobs. Uh, Harlem is real dangerous. He lost his wife, and the villain of this show is Cornell Cottonmouth Stokes. Uh, this guy is, yeah, he's like he, he grew up on the streets and was made into this horrible crime boss, as you know, by his mother, I believe. Um, this the this lady is like a matriarch of the whole town, so it was kind of uh, hard to tell who was her adopted this and her adopted that or actual child or whatever. But and I think I have her name written down here somewhere, but I don't know it right now. But he's scary. But uh, how how is it that everyone is able to beat pe- other pr- people's head in with like just their fist? I don't understand that. Like. 
uh, it makes sort of sense for a ham-fisted guy like uh, Wilson Fisk, you know, because his hands are huge and he's huge and uh, he's supposed to be super strong. Like in the comics, he can take on Spider-Man and Spider-Man can throw a car. So that makes sense. But the uh, freaking Stokes is just sort of a tall, thin man with that who's a good boxer. I mean, I don't know. Is that a, is that a thing? Can normal people just punch other people's heads in without, with minimal scarring? I should add his his hands were a little bit beat up, but not like super bloodied. The, your hands aren't that much tougher. Can't be tougher than than a, a human skull. That's ridiculous. So yeah, because needless to say, he beat someone's head in. Oh, spoilers, <laughs> spoilers, guys. I'm gonna spoil a lot in this. Okay, spoilers. All right, got it. All right, cool. Moving on. Uh, episode two: Chico and his friends rob a gun shipment. Uh, that was so messed up. Um, these shows, these shows aren't as messed up as like some other things that you might watch. Like, uh, I've just watched like two episodes of Black Mirror, and it's like, ooh, this, I don't know about this. And then, um, uh, like Game of Thrones. Not, not. It's not Game of Thrones style over here, but. It's it can get pretty messed up, and in this episode, uh, this kid Chico and like four, three of his friends rob a gun shipment of like uh, what's his face, Co- uh, Cottonmouth was shipping a bunch of guns to the. Uh, they're not Mexicans; it's a different kind of Hispanic. Uh, the, the Puerto Ricans? I don't remember. The, the the one of the Hispanic gangs, and the. So they, but they don't rob the guns. They rob all the money, and then uh, the one guy is like, "Hey, uh, you know, we're we're gonna get in a lot of trouble for this, and we should maybe not do this and call the police or something." And then he just gets shot by one of the other guys, and then he's like, "Hey, now!" And the other guy, the Chico and his buddy, are like freaking out at the guy who shot their friend, and he's like, "Hey, what are you doing? Like, that was that was our friend. What the heck?" And you know, he's like, oh, now we only get to split it three ways. And then somebody else, somebody else says something. He gets shot. And now it's just Chico and his buddy. <sighs> so that, yeah, that was messed up. <clears throat> and they run away with the, with the money. They split it two ways and uh, are just, like, pursued by the cops for the rest of the episode. Um, oh, in the first episode, I forgot to mention that uh, Luke meets this girl named Misty at the bar because uh like the bartender oh his two (laughs) jobs there's so much extra stuff to say his two jobs are being a like he's like a dishwasher at a bar cottonmouth's bar uh no less he's connected to a lot of cottonmouth stuff you're you're gonna you're gonna see that happen a lot during during the the whole season uh, so he works for cottonmouth at his bar and he works for pop at his uh the the barbershop pop's barbershop pop's barbershop is what they call a basic basically it's sweden um <laughs> which is a reference i don't really get but i i'm assuming that it means it's a no man's land it's a it's a neutral neutral area where if enemies meet at uh pop's barbershop they're not allowed to shoot and kill each other everybody has to get along at Pop's Barbershop. No gang rivalries ex- exist at Pop's Barbershop. So, 
he he works inside the lion's den and also in the safest place in the city which is interesting i just thought of that right now but um he at cottonmouth's bar which uh what is it called it's called harlem's paradise at harlem's paradise the bartender is sick that day and so luke fills in and as the bartender he's talking to this girl named misty knight and misty knight is you don't really get a super read on her in the first uh the first time luke meets her but luke is a freaking ladies man like i had no idea over the course of this uh season it's like he just flirts with everybody i mean maybe not everybody but everybody important all of the main top build females in this <clears throat> in this show and also had a relationship with uh jessica jones which i haven't seen played out yet so because i haven't watched jessica jones yet but yeah i was it because luke is this like shining knight in shining armor kind of guy and uh that kind of put a chink in his armor for me honestly because he's he's such a flirt and kind of uh kind of a player a little bit little little bit of a player so yeah that happened oh um, the reason i was saying that is because um he and misty go home together for the night and then um she just sort of runs off and is like hey can i see you again can i have your number luke asks her and she's like i know where you work it's all good <laughs> and she just kind of leaves so the next episode is when we actually figure out that she is a detective she's detective misty knight and her partner is uh detective scarf so he's another character that we're gonna have to juggle in this whole thing d d third episode um there was an interesting like i don't even know if this is uh just me sort of giving the show more credit than it deserves but there's this moment where chico is talking to scarf detective scarf misty knight's partner keep up she they're talking together and he's like he's he says something about him about chico being a dead man uh i think no wait i'm remembering this wrong let me look at my notes um no, no okay he's using uh, reverse psychology on the guy he's like hey you know chico chico's got it and chico's the man and you know, and he could take care of himself. And when he says Chico, when Detective Scarf says Chico is the man, it cuts from from Chico's reaction shot to a dead man. It's uh, Cornell Stokes, Mr. Cottonmouth, the bad guy, with his, like, coroner, is that what you call the, or the undertaker or whatever, the guy at the, you know, funeral home burial place. Um those two standing over a dead man uh, i believe it was one of the guys that cottonmouth had killed and so they're standing over this dead man so we just went from chico's the man to slam cut dead man yeah so i don't know if that's a uh, i kind of chuckled at that part i was like <laughs> dead man i see what you did there but maybe i'm giving them too much credit which uh i'm i am inclined to think that now um because the show sort of goes downhill <clears throat> after this episode, I believe. No, this is this is still an uphill episode. All right, so Luke, 
Luke scares off Cottonmouth. Uh, well, he doesn't scare him off, but he scares Cottonmouth by hitting on storehouses and, like, just taking him out. Uh, he, he goes into all of Cottonmouth's... Uh, okay, what, what a storehouse is, is for him is, like, all of his banks, basically. His, like, uh, places where he keeps all his guns and his uh, ammunition and his money. So Luke goes in, hits all those places. Uh, the police, like, go in and clean up after him and whatever. And so Cornell goes into his uh, contingency plan, and he's got, like, a Fort Knox, uh, quote-unquote Fort Knox within Harlem. And he puts, he moves all of his money there, and now it's all in a central area. And that's what that's what uh, Cage wanted. So that was pretty cool. Uh, is this the one where he... I'm pretty sure this, yeah, okay, the episode three is where Luke has his hallway scene, uh, and uh, anybody who's seen the Daredevil episode, or listened to my Daredevil episode, or w- watched the actual season, will know that the coolest part of the whole, uh, the whole show is the part where Daredevil has a fight in the hallway, uh, in and out of rooms, it's all in one shot, and it's amazing. So Luke has his big action scene in episode three. He goes into Fort Knox of Harlem and just busts the place up. He grabs a, a car door outside, you know, because he's bulletproof and super strong, but his, like, clothes are not. So he's uh, he's tired of, like, just getting holes in all of his all of his clothes, and he's like, man, I'm... I'm really getting sick going to Goodwill and buying myself new shirts. So he gets this car door, you know, slams through the actual door of the place. Guys are just machine gunning him for no reason because that's what goons do. They don't know when to stop shooting. And Luke is just tossing him aside, batting him around, you know, throwing him up into the ceiling and the walls and whatever. And it's a cool, it's kind of cool in the beginning because it's like, yeah, he's got the car door and he's smashing the stuff and he's, and then it's like, he's just, he just keeps doing it. And none of the, none of the bad guys pose any problem for him. He just flicks them and then they, they pass out, you know, or, you know, he throws them. So it's, it's a little bit of a uh, a letdown. Uh, Yeah, could have been better. And then at the end of the episode, uh, he, you know, Luke is in the comics. He's the hero for hire, and so he's not he's not adverse to taking money for for what he does. In in this show, he doesn't actually take money from like honest people, but he will take money from Cottonmouth. So he grabs a whole bag of money and takes it to where you know takes it back to to the, to the pad and he he pays his landlord you know what he was what he owed and then takes the rest to uh wait is this okay nah, maybe i'm mixing things up but he pays his he pays his landlord with some of the money and so he's talking to the landlord and uh they're sitting by they're like they have like a window seat at the restaurant and <laughs> cornell's like all right I gotta, I gotta deal with this myself, and he like, you know, he fixes his suit, and he rolls his shoulders like he does for like 30 whole, you could do a super cut of like 30 whole minutes of this guy 
fixing his cuffs and fixing his suit and like rolling his shoulders and like you know bobbing his head and being all tough looking and so <laughs> he does all that grabs like an rpg or something just a huge i think it was a rocket launcher and goes to the top of a the, the apartment complex across the street or whatever it was and shoots an rpg in the middle of harlem at luke cage and his landlord and just gets away with it i don't know how that works how do you shoot an rpg a freaking rocket launcher i don't even know what an rpg is but it's a rocket launcher he shoots a rocket launcher in the middle of a city and like gets away with it how i don't understand (sighs) but that leads us into the next episode which is the best episode it's the prequel episode it's where we get all the backstory we get luke was in was in jail and he's got uh, he had the big beard and the big afro and he meets his soon-to-be wife and it's a little bit of a joker harley situation where he's the inmate and she's his psychologist and she, really she runs um like a therapy session for you know all the inmates any inmates that want to come there's like 10 guys in the group but um yeah they fall for each other and uh this what else happens it's a weird thing oh he um he is part of like an underground prison uh inmate like fight club type of thing uh they have their own league and all of the the guards and even the warden really the warden runs it uh they're all in on it and they bet on it and i guess each uh officer or whoever like security guard they all have like their own they have like a horse in the race right so they have their guy that they champion or sponsor or whatever they call it and so they put their guy in in the league and i guess they win money or something when their guy wins and warden the warden like chose luke as his like special uh in particular guy that he roots for or whatever and so yeah and luke is like he's winning and he's got his little friend um toodles or chuckles or something he's got some stupid name but he's a he's a little chubby african-american dude and he he's winning uh and at first like um when he first first meets his soon-to-be wife what is her name uh reva uh when he meets reva in in the whole like therapy session at first he's like no nah, i'm not talking but he goes there anyway uh, something about hope and then uh halfway th- there's like a little bit of a breakthrough and he like starts to open up a little bit and he stays after the session and helps her clean up like stack chairs and stuff and they sort of like make eyes at each other and then he like shuts down when he starts to win at this fight club thing because the warden he doesn't want to do it but like the warden um threatens him threatens toodles or whatever his name is and uh then threatens reva once he once the warden figures out that luke likes reva (sighs) a lot of backstory and yeah and then they they like he escapes or something and oh yeah because um he gets real beat up and it turns out that Reva's in cahoots with or knows this guy, uh, this doctor who does a thing like the Wolverine X um, 
the Weapon X program. It's kind of like that, or kind of like the uh, Captain America whole super soldier program. He's got his own thing, and he's trying to, like, cure death or make humans more resilient or something. And he uses this machine that is supposed to, like, it's supposed to be like a healing machine. You go in, you get with whatever ails you or, like, a wound, and then you go in, and it heals you real quick, and then you're fine. So that's what he tried to do when Luke got real beat up because he tried to leave or something, and the warden was like, nah, bruh, you're going to get the crap beaten out of you. Goons, go beat him up. And, oh, and Shades. This guy Shades is in the 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 jail, and he'll show up later. So this is all good. I don't know why I'm te- giving you so much backstory, but this is all pretty good. Uh, and... Yeah, and he escapes, and they they're kind of together. Uh, Reva's together. He and Reva are together after he gets his powers from like uh, turning turning up this healing machine up to eleven. He gets his like unbreakable skin and his super super strength, and he punches through the wall and he escapes. And he finds Reva, and they're together. And I forget what happens to her, but she's gone now. And yeah, and then the episode ends with like it's it's all in flashbacks because he's like telling the his landlord this because they're like in the rubble of the apartment building because of the freaking AK or AK Force uh, rocket launcher that Stokes shot at them. Still can't get over that. And then there's a lot of backstory and yeah, whatever. Okay, next episode. That's the good episode, by the way. Um, episode five. Cottonmouth takes it out on the on the people, Philistine style. Then, okay, so here's where Luke uh, becomes freaking Samson, and Cottonmouth is the Philistines. Philistines taking it out on the people, and it's like, hey, you know, you know why your mom and pop like antique store is busted up? And they're like, why? Why are you doing this? It's because of Luke Cage. So you go tell Luke Cage to to get out of here or whatever you know you know you you take it up with him and they just turn everybody against luke cage basically which is weird because uh, really uh, you're still the bad guy you're not gonna make the good guy the bad guy by being more bad does that make sense like you're not gonna pin it on the good guy like that doesn't make any sense but of course the people do get angry and they're like all right luke you fix this and so he kind of, he mans up and and sort of tries to start being the hero. Um, by the way, Pop got killed. That was probably an important part that I should have told you, but Pop got killed. And that was, that was emotional. And like, I was like, oh, that sucks. I liked Pop. Uh, so I guess that, that worked. Um, then Luke gets more applause than Stokes at Pop's funeral which big whoop Luke isn't the best hero uh all right six scarf uh turns bad and kills what's his face you you kind of you kind of realize that Stokes has more power than you think and Luke has to really like it's a he is freaking Stokes has built a large infrastructure and Luke has to you know punch his way through brick by brick and it gets a little bit ridiculous. 
But it turns out Scarf is a bad guy. Scarf kills Chico, you know, strangles him. And um, Misty uses her weird detective mind palace powers to try to figure out what's what's going on. And I don't know. Stokes goes to jail because of something and then gets out on some kind of clerical error. <laughs> There's a couple of times where that happens where it's like, hey, you're, we finally got you and we have all this evidence. And then, no, nah, we lost our key witness and now you're free. Dang it! The this is the episode where we get the innuendo. Why don't we get some coffee first? Uh, cause like Luke is trying to uh, sweet talk uh, the night nurse uh, Rosaria Dawson, whose actual name I can't remember. Actual character name I can't remember, but she's the night nurse. Uh, you know from Daredevil. Uh, he she patches him up and sort of liked him which this is why okay first luke has a relationship with jessica jones in her show and then luke has a has a relationship with misty it's a weird like we've slept together but and now it's weird because i'm a vigilante and you're a detective and uh i don't know and you didn't tell me you're a detective when we first met and and she's like, oh, but then you weren't really a bartender, and it, yeah, it's all weird. Um, but I was like rooting for them for the most of the epi- for most of the season, and then uh, Rosario Dawson, you know, strolls in uh, because Daredevil broke her heart or whatever, and like he starts to flirt with her. So there's this whole scene that I thought was pretty good. Uh, he he's like. She says, oh, why don't we go case this, you know, case somewhere. I don't know what she says. <laughs> she proposes some sort of meetup somewhere. And he's like, well, why don't we start by getting some coffee first? And she looks at him like, you're you're not asking for coffee, are you? She she, she doesn't say that. She just stares at him and goes, and then she says, I'm not sleeping with you. And he's like, whoa, did I say anything about that? Why can't coffee just be coffee, huh? And he's like kind of tripping over himself at this point. And she's like, okay, you didn't even touch your coffee this morning. You drank the orange juice, okay? You don't drink coffee. And, he's, and they're walking away. And it's like, yes, <laughs> finally, somebody's smart. One of these... One of these girls actually sees through Luke, and it's it's amazing. I love it. Okay, see, uh, episode seven. Uh, this is where Mariah pulls this whole thing where she gets out on a clerical error. Um, I think, yes, because she kills Stokes. <sighs> this is some real garbage. Stokes was was pretty good. Stokes, Cottonmouth, Cornell. Cornell, whatever, I said it backwards. He is a pretty good bad guy. He's scary, not as scary as, um, you know, the Punisher or even Kingpin, but he's pretty good. And they kill him. And Mariah sort of takes his place. So uh, Stokes owns owns this big club, right? The Harlem's Paradise. And, you know, he, he runs this whole empire and he's got... Um, oh, by the way, Diamondback has been kind of sitting in the background, um, uh, kind of Thanos style being like, oh, you know, there's this big guy, uh, Diamondback and you gotta, and he's real scary and you gotta do what he says and whatever. And 
um, this guy Shades that I mentioned, uh, who Luke um, like met in jail, met. That's kind of a nice word to say. Like got beat up in jail by this guy. But um, so Shades is Diamondbacks um, like right hand man, and he's the emissary to uh, Cottonmouth, who is dead now, by the way. So um, Mariah and Cottonmouth sort of fill in that that power vacuum that that happens when Stokes dies um I don't really want to describe how he how he dies it sucks but um he dies Mariah kills him and then uh the the power vacuum is filled (sighs) why do why do Marvel keep killing their bad guys I don't understand he was pretty good he should have kept him don't know why well I mean he was kind of similar to all the other crime bosses that we've got running around. Uh, Mariah goes under, kills Stokes, who had just threatened Luke by with exposing him. Oh yeah, like what's his face? Stokes had some dirt on Luke. He knew about his whole past and how he changed his name because originally Luke had a different name, whatever. But then that was all put to rest because Mariah kills him. And I was like, why? We had this good thing going like the bad guy really had the upper hand here and luke has to like fight back because everything is real easy i mean i say that it's it, it's it's like everything that he does is pretty easy but then they're just they just keep throwing new things at him it's kind of this whole superman problem where what do you do to a guy who's invincible and you know can't he, there's no problems that you can throw at this guy that he can't just punch through uh except i take it back now there's a gun that they devise that is somehow able to uh, puncture his skin. They call it the the Judas uh, Judas bullets, I guess, and shot from a Judas gun. I don't know. They never say that because it's dumb, but it's they're Judas bullets, and they uh, they bore into you, I believe, and then explode, or maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. They bore into you and then explode. So. Yeah, and then there's some... Oh, so Mama Mabel is uh, the matriarch that took care of um, Mariah and Stokes. So that will probably be important when you actually watch this, but it's not super important to this podcast. Okay, I've lost my place. Okay, and I believe the episode ends with Luke getting shot and it actually, and like he actually bleeds. Dun dun dun! To be continued. All right, let's play the next one because this is a Netflix show and there's no point in doing <sighs> cliffhangers. Yeah. So um, this guy's standing in the middle of the street, Winter Soldier style, and with his gun, and he's just shot the our our hero, and our hero is bleeding, whatever. I think that's how it all went. But my thought was, am I supposed to know this Winter Soldier knockoff? Like, what what's going on here? And then. He's like, I'm Diamondback, or something like that. I was like, oh, that guy. I thought you were going to look cooler, or scarier, or be something intimidating. Like, you've got a a gun that can shoot our hero and actually hurt him. Big whoop. Do you have a lot of those? I hope you got a lot of those, because you're going to need them. So, I, I, I wasn't impressed. Yeah, so the the guy in the shadows just sucks. I really hope that Thanos doesn't suck. And he's like, 
I am your brother. And, it's, and you're just like, really? Really? This, it's a it's a whole like Darth Vader type of moment, but also like I'm your brother. It's just, it's real cliche and kind of dumb. And the way that they handle it is just terrible. Um, Misty goes, hey, wire on Claire. There's a thing that happens there. But okay, so the the good the good part of it is that I do like Cage being vulnerable because it actually adds some stakes. He's like super strong, but now he can get shot, which is cool. But I don't know the the whole. I just really hate this villain. They they take out Stokes, who is you know seven out of ten, uh, and they replace him with Mariah and uh, Shades. And on the one hand, and and then you know, as sort of crime bosses, and then add in Diamondback as the actual, like, physical foil for this guy. So, and they're they're fine. You know, Mariah and Shades are fine. I really like Shades, actually. Shades is awesome. But Diamondback is just terrible. I hate this guy. He sucks so bad. uh, His... His, his like, delivery half the time is just so over the top, and it's supposed to be intimidating, but it's not, and he's, he's, like, quoting the Bible, and, because he's, like, a preacher's kid, and that's supposed to be, like, cool and menacing and scary and, like, kind of a, a cool, like, quirk this guy can have, but it just doesn't work, and, yeah, I hate this guy. So, let's spend some more time with Diamondback. Why not? Uh, all right. Well, there's there's an English please uh, moment on in episode nine. Uh, Misty is not being interrogated. It's quote unquote not. She went off on Claire, and now most of this most of the interesting part of this episode is her being like psychoanalyzed by this guy on staff at the police station. You know, and he's she's like, "Why am I being interrogated?" And I'm, you know, I'm usually on the other side of this table. And this guy's like, "You're not being interrogated. We're trying to like help you and uh, solve this or something." And okay, the dial. Okay, she's not being interrogated. Where the dialogue comes in before the camera angle change, and then somebody says, "English, please." Oh yeah, I guess there was an, there was a bit of an editing thing there too. <sighs> more cliches moving on episode 11 oh did i skip one yeah this is the one that i skipped episode 10 apparently nothing happened because i didn't write notes and i didn't miss the episode at all all right there's a little okay more bible references there's a little bit of isaac and ishmael going on here where we find out that diamondback is the illegitimate son of luke's father and so they're half brothers and isaac Luke Luke is the Isaac role, and then uh, Ishmael is played by um, Diamondback, whose real name I can't remember and can't be bothered to because he sucks. And yeah, there's this there's this whole thing. The dad's a preacher. He has an, he has his assistant or his like secretary, and uh, he and his secretary have Diamondback, and you know he's like kind of shoved off to the side and whatever and what's his face doesn't you know preacher dad doesn't pay you know his uh child care whatever you call it and it's yeah i don't know the backstory sucks it (laughs) luke goes into this uh church and he's like 
oh my gosh, he is my brother. All these memories are suddenly coming back to me. And I've also written here, Diamondback has a garbage theme, like unlike Winter Soldier, who has an amazing, like really scary theme, uh, Diamondback just, it's like, compared to um, freaking uh, Winter Soldier's theme. It's ridiculous. Uh, and then you're you're going through the episode and you're like, Dana, oh, oh, Diamondback's mom. Okay, okay, we've, oh, I get it. Now it's it's the Ishmael and the Isaac thing that I just explained. That's, that is his motivation. That's why he hates Luke Cage. Because, meh, mom liked you better and dad didn't like either of us and he liked, but he kind of liked you and bleh. Really? That's your motivation for your bad guy and... You killed Stokes off to... Uh, why? <laughs> why? I don't understand. That's, that's real stupid. And we should have known. We should have known this by now. Like, it, they should have told us his motivation by this point. We went like an episode and a half without knowing what the heck this guy's problem was. Luke and Claire had to go... Oh, Claire. Yeah, that's the night nurse's name. Luke and Claire had to go on a whole, like, road trip just to figure out our bad guy's, like, motivation. Anyway, episode 12. Uh, the little bit where he stops, like, the some two would-be robbers from robbing a convenience store, that was a good Luke Cage moment. Like, I, I mean, I say that like I know so much about Luke Cage, but I, it's like, if you got a bulletproof, super-strong guy in Harlem... He's going to be like, and, you know, the hero for hire or whatever, he's going to be like a man of the people. He's going to be going around, like, stopping dudes from robbing convenience stores. And, like, the the guys at the convenience store are like, hey, you're Luke Cage. You're, you're cool. We like you and whatever. And they're being all buddy-buddy and whatever. That's cool. I like that. Can we have more of that, please? Marvel says no. Okay. All right. Marvel says, all right. Moving on. And I, oh, I love how he's like, man, I don't got time for this. And then like he goes and and helps him out anyway. I love that because he's kind of a reluctant hero. Um, there's a part in this episode where there's a rap. Uh, whatever. That was kind of garbage. But what do I know about rap? I know nothing about rap. The Luke Cage lookalikes were pretty cool. Um, on the one hand, it's like solidarity. You're never gonna find our boy now because we're all we're all wearing you know shirts and hoodies with with holes in them just like luke cage was last seen wearing like something yeah so that was that was kind of cool but also like guys you're putting everyone in danger now not all y'all are bulletproof and you're just saying you know shoot me please or take me to jail harass me hurt me (laughs) this is this could be a bad idea guys uh on the other hand maybe not more than usual because of racism anyway uh yeah the rap was garbage and it was kind of like a batman thing where it's like uh you you'd almost expect luke cage to go up to one of the guys and like hey what's the difference between me and you man like after luke tells him to stop and then luke luke would just be like i'm not wearing hockey pads you know i kind of expected that whole thing to happen it didn't, thank God, but, you know, it was, 
There's a lot of comparisons to be made about this show. Uh, Shades comes back. Mariah's really getting on my nerves. Mariah is so unsettling. Like, she gets way too close and up in people's faces, and it's like, are you going to kiss or not? And it's like, ooh, but you're like, ooh, you're too old for this. And, ugh. And she's, yeah, she's real creepy. And then uh, here's another cliffhanger. Guys, this is Netflix. This is binging. No cliffhangers. Get through your head. Stop it. Last episode. Uh, the, just, just real bad. Diamondback versus Luke Cage. Diamondback has this, like, complete BS suit that absorbs all of the, the punches that Luke gives him, and also it powers the suit and makes him super strong. Uh, but you will notice that Diamondback's neck is not protected. Nor is Diamondback, um, nor is is Diamondback like actually enhanced. It's the suit that's making him stronger. So Luke could have just punched the guy in the head, or you know, karate chomped him in the neck, God forbid, and killed and or incapacitated him. It's not that hard. Like one uppercut should have just like popped his head off. It didn't. Don't know why. Maybe something with the the helmet like also absorbed a lot of force. But also, if you if the Hulk slaps uh, Superman just completely across the body, and Superman's not like intentionally making himself uh, immovable at that point, because Superman, you know, because of his flying powers, he can make himself immovable. But if Superman, if he's caught off guard, Superman's gonna fly no matter how strong and indestructible he is. He's going to get lifted off the ground by the Hulk's blow. It's the same thing with this guy's head. <laughs> He's super strong because of the suit and the helmet offers some protection, but Luke Cage should just be able to punch this guy's head off by, with an uppercut. Yeah, it's stupid. And then Luke does the whole, like, I'm going to tire you out type of thing, and uh, my punches are giving you more power. He figures that out, and then Diamondback's like, I'm going to kill you, and, you know, punches him a whole lot, and it's just a stupid, stupid freaking fight scene. It's terrible. <sighs> okay, what's some good stuff in this episode? Um, Oh, he could have taken out this freaking power pack. He had a power pack on the back of his suit, I'm pretty sure Cage could have just punched through that and then the suit would have been like powered down and he would have been done. <sighs> All right. Um, Claire says, oh, I really know a good attorney. And I was hoping for some Daredevil after that happened, but it, no, no, we don't get no Daredevil. What, is, what do you think this is? A good show? <coughs> Claire and Luke. Yeah, that happened. They're together now. And I was just like, really? Really? This is this is what this is what happens? Alright. Um bet you that martial arts training flyer was for Iron Fist. Yeah, there was a there's a there's a there's an Easter egg. And um, remember I mentioned about Mariah being real close to everybody? She does that most to shades and she like finally kisses him, like gives him a little peck on the mouth. And on the one hand I'm like, Thank God finally we know where this weird relationship stands, but also I was like, Ugh you're like 60 and he's like 
35, and this is real weird. You're like his mom's age. Dee dee dee. The doc has Diamondback. Crap. Not that anybody cares. Oh, the the doctor that um Luke like gave Luke's powers to him is still alive. He's still you know bouncing around and oh yeah he was the guy that like helped Luke not die in that one episode and yeah it doesn't matter. All right, what do I think of this whole eps- whole season overall? It was passable, had its strong points. If they no, it shouldn't have all been a prequel thing because that would have just made it drag out too long, really. Just like this episode. Welcome to the episode of the Bargain Bin Movie Podcast where I drag it out too long, just like Luke Cage does. Yeah. I don't know. This this show's alright. It's not it's not terrible even though it has some really terrible parts like uh Diamondback who is just not scary enough. And they kill off the bad the really better bad guy. But it's yeah. I mean if you've gotten through this episode and you haven't watched uh Daredevil, I would say probably just don't watch it. It's probably fine. Um Go watch Daredevil season one, seasons one and two if you haven't watched those. Those are fantastic. All right. I'm sorry if this was a downer or something, but I got it off my chest now. <laughs> and I'm sorry that there's nobody around. Why am I apologizing? Uh, I don't know. It's time for bed. All right, guys. If you like this episode, be sure to tweet me and tell me you liked it. And if you didn't like the ep- this uh, podcast episode, tweet me and tell me you didn't like it, because I need some feedback, really, because there are, I'm looking at my analytics, and I just don't understand, I don't know who, uh, like, who this whole podcast is for, or anything, and I'm going to continue to ask for some feedback until I get some freaking feedback, please give me feedback, at Gabe in the Box, on Twitter, uh, at Bargain Bin Movie Pod, yeah, that's the that's the handle, right? Bargain Bay Movie Pod on Instagram and YouTube. I uploaded a, a like cell phone video of me talking about some stuff that's happened. Like I think it's like uh, Wolverine and a, tra- a trailer for Wolverine, trailer for the new uh, what's that other Marvel thing? <laughs> My brain, it's too late for this. Gar- Guardians of the Galaxy. And something else. Anyway, if you like me talking, rambling, then uh, watch me do it in video form with jump cuts. Yeah, that's my that's my that's the cell for for my YouTube channel right now. And I think that's about it. I'm gonna go to bed. Good night, everybody. See you next week. <laughs>